Hey everyone, welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. This is Christy, your host. We've got a lot to discuss this week, so hopefully we can keep you entertained while you make your soap. Uh, first things first, I want to mention a couple of announcements. Uh, Besented.com normally requires a minimum $30 in your order to make a purchase. For right now, I don't know when that's going away, but they're waiving the minimum order purchase of $30 to buy from them, that is a really good opportunity. They have a, a lot of really nice scents and their micas are really nice and strong. So if you want to try them out, this is a good opportunity to do so. So it's bescented.com. Also July 20th, Old Sage Apothecarian Conference in upstate New York, Catastona, I apologize if I butchered that, Catastona, New York. Uh, I'm going to include a, a link to their Facebook group in the comments. So if you want to attend, uh, that's July uh, 20th. You have until June 1st to sign up and pay for the conference. Uh, I went last year. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to be there again this year. I'm actually going to demonstrate how to make soap. So feel free to sign up. So some of the things we're going to talk about this week is, of course, our fragrance oil of the week. Uh, we're also going to go over micas of the week. So one particular mica of the week. Uh, we're also YouTube vloggers uh, and Facebook groups. I'm also going to throw in additive of the week so that uh, we can kind of take a look at that as well. And if you have something you would like to have discussed on the podcast, feel free to email us at soaperschat at outlook.com or you can also message us through the podcast as well. Now, we're currently not sponsored by any companies at this time, so if you would like to support the podcast, one way that you can do that is if you go to bubblesbobblesandbeast.com. We sell soaps, wax melts, candles. We're going to be adding a couple of other things as well and wire-wrapped jewelry. So if you did want to support us, that would be a wonderful way to do so. We're looking at other ways that you can sponsor us. Uh, that's coming down. Down the, the pipeline. Uh, now moving on to fragrance oil. This week we're going to talk about patchouli fragrance oil. Now there is a patchouli essential oil. Uh, we're not going to talk about that one. We're going to talk about the fragrance oil. So it is a very well behaved oil um, so far that I've experienced. Um, the fragrance can kind of vary depending on the supplier. Uh, for example, I use one from Be Scented. It smells a little bit milder than your typical patchouli, and I really like it. It's a, it's a milder fragrance. And then they have, of course, the ones that are more normally what you would expect. People will sometimes call it like a hippie types fragrance. Um, but the one from Be Scented is a lot more mild and I actually prefer using that one as opposed to the typical kind of in-your-face one. Um, I'll still supply it, uh, so I'll have a soap that smells like your typical one, and then I have the one that's a little bit milder. Uh, one thing I want to touch base on with regards to fragrance oils is a lot of companies will provide, they'll say usage rate, some will say max usage rate. The usage rate that they're mentioning is the max usage rate. That means how much you can use uh, before it becomes an issue on the skin. Um, you don't necessarily want to go that high. Uh, for example, with patchouli, this is a really good example. Uh, a lot of companies don't have any restrictions with regards to how much you can put in your soap. Uh, I'll give you an example. Flaming Candle, Rustic Essentials, Be Scented. They all have no restrictions. So you could, you could pour the entire bottle in there. You don't want to, though, because that's going to cause seepage. 
Uh, so you want to kind of scale that back. Um, for example, if you look at the soap calc, you'll see that they talk about like 0.5 on um, in the percentage on, of your ingredients up at the top on the right side. They'll have like a 0.5 on there. Um, you want to kind of be a little bit safer with that. Um, what I'll do is I'll usually, if it lets me go up to 5%, I will sometimes I'll scale it back depending on how strong the fragrance is. So if you have like a, a oak moss, which is really, really strong, sometimes it's better to dial that back just simply because it's such a powerful smell. So you can get away with using up to the, the max usage rate, but you, you don't want to in some cases. It's just, wow, you, you would definitely everyone would be turning their heads going who is that it smells yeah so got to be careful with that now with the patchouli fragrance oil i looked over a lot of them four companies did not have a vanilla content mentioned uh the rest of them for the most part actually looks like six companies seven companies didn't have it mentioned but i i would be very surprised if there was there's only one company i saw that had a mention of vanilla content and that was nurture soap and they didn't really have a patchouli they call theirs earth meat sky uh, but for the most part it's usually not going to have a, an, any kind of vanilla or vanillin however as i mentioned previously always test in your soap to make sure that you don't have any surprises going on and it, it has a, a pretty decent usage rate. Like I said, a lot of them had no restrictions. Um, we had Crafter's Choice, Nature's Garden. Uh, they were both around the 5%. Nat Crafter's Choice was 5.30 on the usage rate. Nature's Garden was 5%. Indigo Fragrance was at 19.90. Um, like I said, Be Scented was 100%. Flaming Candle was 100%. Rustic Essentials didn't have any kind of restrictions. Candle Science is 1% to 2%. So that's going to be the one that you're going to see the lowest amount on. Uh, Lone Star Candle Supply was 64.90. And Candles and Supplies.net was 46.60. Um, and then Nature's Items was 6.10. So really, the that's the max, but you don't want to go anywhere near the max. So... Uh, depending on how strong it is, you may want to say around the 5% or lower, um, depending on your total oils. So that's something to consider there. All right, so that's the uh, patchouli fragrance oil. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to email us or add a comment to the podcast. All right, and our mica of the week is hot pink. So if you have a soap that you've used either neon pink or a pink mica in, Go to the Soapers Chat Facebook group and post a picture. We'd love to see it. All right, and our YouTube Vlogger of the Week is Soy and Shay. Now, her video started around a year ago, and she's provided a lot of good information. She's got several uh, cold-processed soaps that she's done, and more recently, she's been providing uh, some visuals on not only soap dough, uh, but also uh, foaming face scrub. So that was kind of neat to see. Uh, I was really impressed with the marshmallow cold process soap dough. That was kind of interesting. As well as the uh, when she did the, the kind of the blackish licorice cold process soap. So that's what the soap dough was for. So I've never seen pink marshmallows. So I learned something new there. So I'll include a link to her videos in the comments below. All right. Now with our Facebook group this week. It is the Soper Supply Sales Group. 
I have been part of this group on and off for quite a while. I can't even begin to tell you. It's been years. But it's kind of one of those things where if you need something in a pinch, there's a very good chance that they have it. Uh, so the really cool thing is it's run by Raging Higgins and Jade Higgins-Rouse. And uh, there's a couple of admins, Cheryl Thompson and Debbie Poor. Uh, I'll include a link to the group. Anytime you seem to need something, there's a very good chance that they have it. Um, my favorite thing to order from them is the vegan lip butter. She makes a proprietary recipe of the vegan butters uh, for um, lip balm. And it is fantastic. I got the other one previously, the regular uh, lip butter she had. But because I developed a allergy to beeswax, I had to go vegan mainly for myself with the, the uh, lip butters. So... It was nice to be able to see that she had that option, uh, but she, I've gotten different things from her. I mean, we're talking cocoa butter, deodorized cocoa butter, uh, sea buckthorn butter. That was a fantastic buy. Um, not only the lip butters, but I also got too long ago on um, the oils. I can't remember what it was for, but it was I got it instead of the, the lip butters, and I let them know, hey, this was not what I ordered. They, right, real quick, they went ahead and fixed it. It was so nice. So if you ever need, if you're not placing a huge, well, maybe even if you're placing a huge order, that's definitely a group to take advantage of there. And again, I will provide a link there in the bottom for you. Our additive for the week is carrot powder or carrot puree. So the nice thing about this additive is um, supposedly it's supposed to help with beautiful skin, um, contains beta carotene. It's a wash off product though. I don't know how well that's going to work, um, but it's definitely toted a lot as um, one of those additives that's good for the skin. Of course, you can't really say that on your products because, uh, w at least within the United States, of course, other countries, you'll want to check with your uh, officials to see whether or not they'll allow you to make any type of claims. Uh, but it definitely makes a beautiful orange soap, that's for sure. Now, if you're going to use the powder, you'll want to do one to two tablespoons per pound of soap. Um, now it might clump together so you may kind of have to hit it with the blender. If you're going to use the puree, you'll want to decrease the amount of water that you use because that could have the potential to cause glycerin rivers. Um, so that is your additive of the week. Alright, now our final segment we have is oil substitutions. Uh, oil and butter substitutions, that is. So if you have a situation where, say for example, your friend or family member is allergic to something like coconut oil or almond oil, uh, some kind of nut allergy, uh, you, at that point you have to look at your soaping recipe and if you use almond oil or avocado oil or coconut oil, which a lot of the recipes out there use coconut oil, and you'll run into a situation where you may have somebody who is allergic to coconut oil or some other kind of nut allergy or an allergy to avocado oil potentially. You're going to have a situation where you need to uh, substitute and you may not know where to start with that. Well, there's a couple of good resources out there and I'm going to go over each one that I've looked at so far and give you a little bit of feedback on it. I'm going to provide links because of course it's always a better thing to be able to go and look at 
your resources and work with them. And of course, this is my opinion. Individual results may vary. And of course, if you have any questions, let me know. Or even better, if you have any questions about the articles themselves, reach out to the people that created the article. Show them a little love. They would definitely enjoy it and be able to answer any questions for you. Uh, as well as provide you any details that maybe the article doesn't touch on enough. Now, the first one we're going to look at is Humble Bee and Me. I actually subscribe to her website as well as her YouTube page because she's always providing new information, not just on soaps, but she does it on butters and uh, like the body butters and uh, lotions and different things like that. So you kind of learn about everything that there is to offer. So she does a great job on her article about the substitutions, breaking down each type of carrier oils, not only the oil type, but also the absorption. This article is more along the lines of like if you're using lotions, not necessarily wash off products, more absorption that comes from lotions and butters, like the body butters. Uh, so in this kind of situation, her breakdown, she provides um, different information about like liquid oils, uh, soft oils like coconut oil, and then brittle oils like cocoa butter. So it does a great job explaining why it's important to research replacing one oil for a, or a butter with another and what kind of impact it's going to have on your recipe. Now the oil or the, the article does not talk about absorbency uh, or it, it talks about the absorbency of each carrier oil, so it's not very specific on the substitutions, but it's a nice starting point, especially if you decide to move off to doing lotions and body butters and different things like that. Um, so it's a good article for understanding the why, but if you're going to roll up your sleeves, and you're going to need to deep dive into other articles. Now... Uh, DIY Natural, that's another one that I looked at. Uh, I like this article because it provided a description of some of the common carrier oils and it gave a little bit of information. Um, I discovered with reading that article that if you have a latex allergy, you could potentially have a problem with avocado oil. So you may want to do a little bit of a test like you do with other things where you may want to just try it on the inside of your of your. Um, wrist or in some other place that's not going to drive you crazy where you can make sure that it's not going to make you break out or or get a rash or anything like that so you can make sure that it's safe uh, so that was good information to find out about um, it doesn't go in depth into substitutions but if you need a quick reference on some of the more common carrier oils this would be a good read for you um, essential wholesale they have a chart and it's wonderful because you can just pull that chart up and it breaks down the carrier oil or the butter or the the liquid oil so you get your liquids uh, your solid oils and then your butters so i love how it's going to go over you know the oil or the the carrier oil it's going to go over what it looks like the color the odor it's going to give you some details and then the substitution so it's a very in-depth chart and you know you can use it as a, a quick reference um, you may want to print it out. Um, if you do, just keep in mind that it, it could potentially be a living document and it could, and what I mean by that is it could be subject to change. So it kind of sucks to have to print a document and then go back six months later and lo and behold, there's been some big changes with it. So it may be something that you want to bookmark. And yes, I have bookmarked it. 
Uh, then there's modern soap making. I like how this article explains the importance of oils, fatty acids, the, the fatty acid profile, and it breaks down why it's so important. So she uses an example of shaving soap and the stearic acid content. Um, there are a lot of people that will use just straight up stearic acid in shaving soaps. There are some people that will use soy wax in their shaving soaps. Um, I was trying to explore using kokum butter because that was something that I had seen. Um, I need to kind of revisit that again. I made two different versions of shaving soaps and then I kind of saw a squirrel and went off and did something else. Um, but the nice thing about it is she talks about if you're going to do substitutions, the critical importance of making sure to go into a calculator and double check to make sure that whatever you're substituting matches the profile of what you were using originally. So she talks about Soap Maker 3 or Soap Calc. I have Soap Maker 3, but I like the ease of use with Soap Calc because when you have that open, it's on the bottom left side. You can kind of see the profile of, of the different oils. So you can kind of compare and say like, oh, coconut oil has the same profile as babassu oil. Um, or, uh, which I just discovered recently, muromuro butter you can use in place of coconut oil. So that was an interesting thing to find out about. Uh, but I like the fact that she stresses the importance of, you know, run it through a soap calculator to make sure that it's not gonna cause problems. And of course, if you're, if you're gonna test your batch, Try using a small batch, like 16 ounces, like a pound or, or less, or I think it's 500 grams as a pound. Um, that way you're not wasting oils. That, that always is a big downer whenever you waste oils and then all of a sudden it just doesn't work. Now, Love and Soap has one, and this one's a favorite of mine because I've been using it since I started soap making. And I love the fact that it's very similar to the chart from Essential Oils. Um, but I like the fact that um, it's it's very well broken down. Um, so it's it's kind of a great resource to use. It's just my one of my personals. I've like I said, I've had that bookmark straight from the beginning. So it's one of those that I like to refer back to. And uh, she does a great job of the breakdown of the fatty acid profiles. Of course, everything about the substitutions is always on the far right, which is great. Uh, now, the last one I'm going to talk about is Swift Craft, Craft Monkey. She has one. She is very, Susan, is very in-depth on when she gets into a subject. I mean, she's going to deep dive into it. But hers is a subscription-based. Um, I don't have my subscription anymore, but I did have it at one point. Very, very in-depth. Um, but I'm not going to go into detail on it. Uh, because it is something that is subscription-based, and she did put a lot of her time and effort into that, and it's much appreciated, and I feel that's something that it's it's worth the subscription to be able to see what she's come up with. Like, for example, she put together a two different books on shampoo bars, and if you're going to dive into shampoo bars, it's well worth the investment to get her books. Um, if you don't want to invest in her books, there are other options that are out there. Um, but if you really want a deep dive, she goes into so much detail. It is worth, it's an investment. So you want to take advantage of that. If you don't want to subscribe, then of course the essential oil or the essential wholesale and the love and soap, those are kind of boom. There you go. They're just quick 
kind of at a glance, okay, this is the substitutions I need. Now, I did provide the links in the comments, so if you want to go in there and, and uh, access each of the articles, you're more than welcome to, but uh, it is definitely a, a very handy read, especially if you do need to substitute. All right, so that's pretty much all we have for this week. Um, I did want to ask if there's anything else you would like me to discuss in the podcast, please message me and let me know because uh, I definitely want to have that opportunity because this is mostly for you guys. I want to be able to provide as much resources as I can, um, especially it's kind of nice to be able to listen rather than have to focus on something with the YouTube videos. I still do that too because sometimes I see or hear something that sounds interesting and I'll stop what I'm doing to kind of look at that unless I'm kind of like dealing with one of those fast-moving fragrance oils where it's like can't watch can't listen gotta do work quick so definitely let me know um but otherwise uh that's all we have for this week um if you have any questions soaperschat at outlook.com or you can send me a message through the comments or join our Facebook group the Soper's Chat Facebook group um and you know ask away otherwise i hope you all have a wonderful week and we'll chat with you later bye